Nuggets are gonna win. Oh, Clippers are gonna blow three-point lead. Everyone's gonna go crazy. Lou Williams going off for 50 tonight. Guaranteed win with the Clippers. Put all your money on it. Put all your money on it. I'm just glad I don't take any kind of financial advice from you. Yes. Oh, he scored 50. Michelle Obama just called me. It's guaranteed. I don't want to hear it, Sam. You didn't answer my question. How many points has Lou Williams averaged in this playoff series versus the Nuggets? Ian, what's your best bet you've ever made? Betting on myself, Sam. That was the best bet I ever made. I thought it was the Sacramento Kings making it to the eighth seed in, uh, in the NBA bubble, but oh wait, that didn't happen, right? How'd the Bills do? Was that, was that about you did last year? The Bills trying to make it to the Super Bowl? Uh... <laughs> Welcome back to Bowlaholics, the show for those who simply can't get enough of basketball. I'm your host, Sam Israel. I am joined once again by my co-host, Ian Mills. And of course, joining us once again, we got no other by the legend himself, Kush. Only kidding, it's Dez. But I, you know, I, you know, I, had, to, you know, I had to mention Kush again. Had to mention Kush. We'll get him on one of these days. We got, we got to get him. We got to find a way to just to capture him and just kidnap him and force him onto the show because... Well, we all miss Dez. Not Dez. We all miss Kush. We miss you too, Dez. We miss you too. But Kush is something special. So, without further ado, let's just jump right into the action. Obviously, the Denver Nuggets right now face a Game 7 against the Los Angeles Clippers. By the way, the Los Angeles Clippers, they were up 3-1, trying to go to the NBA, their first ever NBA Conference Finals. And yet, the Nuggets now find themselves won two consecutive games they beat the Los Angeles Clippers 98, sorry, 114-98, and now there's a game seven right now. Guys, let's hear your predictions. Is it going to be the Nuggets or the Clippers? Nuggets tonight. Nuggets are going to win. No, Clippers are going to blow a 3-1 lead. Everyone's going to go crazy. It's just, it's just what happens. I, like Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi's going to score about 28 tonight. You know, you got Paul George probably about 24. But I'm saying Lou Williams going off for 50 tonight. Guaranteed <laughs> win with the Clippers. Put all your money on it. Put all your money on it. Sam, listen to me. Look at me. Take all that money in your savings account. Put it on the Clippers tonight. Guaranteed. I mean, it's 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 not even close. It's it's got. I just I'm excited to see. It. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, Clippers gonna probably go the Green Bay Conference Finals, and then they'll probably lose to the Lakers. But I can definitely see them winning tonight. I don't think the Nuggets have a shot. I think they're they're slow out of the gates, and the Clippers can't. They know they can't lose this fucking game. This game. Uh, Come on. Sorry, kids the kids are watching. We got you got kids watching the show. Now I got to turn on the kids setting. Uh, yeah. Well, if you didn't get it, Clippers. Clippers. Uh, Clippers winning tonight. Low scoring game. I feel like low scoring. It seems game. fitting that the Clippers are gonna win tonight, but I don't know. Listen, Ian. I'm just glad I don't take any kind of financial advice from you because if I was betting all of my money on the Clippers tonight, I could possibly lose all my money and I'd be broke. What would I do now? What would I do next? Especially betting, betting that Lou Williams. Actually, no, that wasn't even the bet. The bet wasn't even the Clippers are going to win. The bet was that Lou Williams was going to go for 50. Ian, question let me ask you a question right now. Let me ask you a question. Guaranteed. Do you know, do you know, do you know how many points – Lou Williams, sweet Lou, sweet Lou is averaging in this playoff series versus the Nuggets. Yes. Oh, he's scoring 50. Michelle Obama just called him. It's guaranteed. I don't want to hear it, Sam. It's guaranteed. How many points? You didn't answer my question. 
How many points has Lou Williams averaged in this playoff series versus the Nuggets? I'm going to go with 14.6. I don't know. I got it doesn't you. Matter. I got you. Ten and a half points on 37% from the field. Those are his stats. Those are and those are a huge decline from his regular season stats. So not only are you saying that he's going to get he's going to exceed that amount of points, you're saying he's going to go for 50. That's times five. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Ian Mills, I can't stand when you say when you say such blasphemy as Stephen A. Smith would say. But listen, listen, I, I do. This is going to be a very close game, and I think it's pretty hilarious and it's very comical. Have the Los Angeles Clippers, even when they have the Finals MVP last season in Kawhi Leonard, and they had an MVP candidate in Paul George last season, and they paired those two already on a team that took the Warriors last year to six games with Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. That team, and they still are struggling to make it to their first NBA Conference Finals. It's hilarious. And I honestly sort of reminds me of the Houston Rockets matchup in 2015 when James Harden, the Rockets took James Harden out of the game because they thought they were going to lose that game six. And the Clippers were up by 20 points, 25 points. And Corey Brewer and Josh Smith came back against the Clippers. Clippers, if they win that game, they go to their first conference finals in 2015. But they lose. And it's happening again. It's deja vu. This time it's the Nuggets. And look, if you look at previous playoff history, the last series, the Nuggets were down 3-1 against the Jazz. They came back. Is this going to be the same story in the same movie as last series? I don't, I don't personally think so. I don't personally think so. I just think that Kawhi Leonard is too much. But right now, in these past couple of games, Nikola Jokic looks like the best player on the court from both teams. And I think that the people like to compare Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James. We need to stop doing that. We don't hold Kawhi Leonard to the same level of scrutiny that we hold LeBron James to. For example, when Kawhi Leonard left Toronto, when he left the Raptors, they're still the second seed in the East. They lost a hard fourth series to the Boston Celtics in the last in the last round. When LeBron left the Cleveland Cavaliers, they were a bomb dweller. They were the last team in the East, so we must stop doing that. Overall, though, I think that the Clippers have what it takes to win tonight because I think Kawhi Leonard in the clutch is too much. Even if you look at his stats against the Raptors in that his last game seven, 40, 41 points, eight rebounds, and he's going to be too much to overcome. So I'm going to go with the Clippers on this one. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with the Clippers for sure. I don't. I, I honestly think it's just like it's they're too much. I mean, I know, I know uh, uh, they struggled the last two games, but honestly, it's it's. I can't imagine the Nuggets being in. I can imagine the Clippers being in the conference finals more than I can imagine the Nuggets being in the conference finals. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it. Like in my head, it's impossible. Nikola Jokic versus like LeBron is like the marquee matchup. Like that's you know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I, they're I can't, not. Pick, yeah, they got here from a miracle, but we'll see if it continues. Yeah, it's it's they they're they're playing above what they're expected, and the, and the Clippers are playing below. But at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a like a like a nine seed in the NCAA tournament getting to the final four. It's like all right, you did good, but you know your time's up. You guys ever hear the, the you guys heard the two K conspiracy? Apparently, in-game commentary. For NBA 2K21, there was some video footage that came out with the Clippers, and the announcers, David Aldridge, was reportedly saying that the Clippers didn't go as far as we all, as many people thought they were going. So maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's you know hitting something. Maybe there's some kind of conspiracy theory there. 
with the uh, with the refs in the 2K. I don't know. They could be old footage because the Clippers have never gone like the Clippers have always kind of been right below where there should be. So we'll see. That's true. I mean, they always that. choke. Yeah, they 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 choke quite a bit. So. Yeah. But honestly, then again. I would not be surprised at all if you see the NBA referees start calling a lot of calls in favor of the Clippers because I feel like the NBA, trust me, the NBA right now, they are dying in their seats. They are praying that they get a Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron matchup, a cross-LA matchup, because that's been the most anticipated matchup of the season. Especially because you're competing against the NFL right now. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's you need the best matchup. No one's going to want to watch the Nuggets in the conference finals outside of, you know, the Denver area, outside of Colorado. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the game is in a couple of hours, several hours. Hopefully, I'm able to release the Spotify podcast episode of this beforehand so you guys at home can watch our predictions before the game actually takes place. The video itself, I, I'm going to have to edit. We're going to see. That probably won't get out until after. But we'll definitely have the podcast episode for you guys by the time the Nuggets take on the Clippers for Game 7. But, guys, let's just switch gears for a little bit. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference and actually, that Eastern Conference Finals matchup is already solidified. It is going to be the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. The Celtics defeated the, the Toronto Raptors in a hard-fought series. You know, I remember when Anobi hit that game winner in game three to put the Raptors, to give the Raptors one game. It was 2-1 instead of 3-0. And that created a series for, for that, you know, for the series. So, to me, the Celtics and Miami. Ian and Brandon, what are your predictions? Celtics. Yeah, I say Celtics. I think it's going to be a far hard fight series. I think Celtics in seven. But I, what I've been saying this entire time, if I'm not consistent with a lot of things, but on this show, I've been consistent with my praise of Jason Tatum. I think he's insane. Yeah, he struggled a little bit down the stretch in that Raptors series. They should have probably won it in five, maybe in six. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I think Jason Tatum right now is the best player left in the Eastern Conference uh, between the two teams. I think Jimmy Butler is great, but I think the Heat overall, their roster is just like extremely strong. They don't have to rely on just Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, that being said, they really they did beat the Bucks, so I mean credit to them. But honestly, the Raptors looked amazing uh, going into the uh, uh, coming into the last coming in the sorry Eastern Conference semifinals. So you know the fact that the the, clip, the there were times where the Celtics looked even more dominant than, than the Heat did uh, the first two games of the series. So, you know, I expect the Celtics to to win it maybe in six or seven games. I, I wouldn't say they'll sweep them, though. Yeah, definitely not a sweep. It, this is going to be a hard-fought series. This one will be even closer than the previous Miami Heat matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks. And before I go on with my predictions, I just want to quickly say, just so there's no kind of, you know, controversy with, with my comments or whatever, I want the Miami Heat to win. I like the Heat. I think they were the underdogs. They've been slept on in the beginning of the season. And I said it. I remember we were discussing our Rookie of the Year predictions. And I said, Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler, that's a match made in heaven because this year for Jimmy Butler, he has so many shooters that are surrounding him because he's more of a slasher that can get to the rim. So I thought the fit was there. I thought the culture was fit. The fit was perfect with Eric Spolster and Pat Riley. And they really took the NBA by storm. And even in the playoffs, defeated Yanis and the Kupo. So unlike another team that we talked about earlier, these, this team, the Miami Heat, they have dogs that actually bite. But to get to my prediction, it has to be the Boston Celtics. And I have to, I'm going to agree with you, Ian, on this. So the second best player in the East, in my opinion, it is Jimmy Butler, besides Yanis. 
I believe it's Jimmy Butler. However, Kemba Walker, he is he can be the second best player. He you know he's very close to Jimmy Butler. He's very close. And actually, right now, he's arguably even the best point guard left in the playoffs if you don't factor in Jamal Murray. And then you have Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had 26 points. He's averaged 26 points in his last three games. Then you have Jason Tatum, who had two, you know, at 24 points and the 29-point performance last game, I believe, against the Raptors. So that's a three-headed monster. And any one of those three players is sort of on the same tier as Jimmy Butler. You can make an argument – for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Kemba Walker being better than Jimmy Butler. So I just don't know how you're going to overcome that three-headed monster. I think compared to Milwaukee, where you have to focus in on one player and locking down Giannis, the Celtics have a more dispersed – like their, their star power is just more dispersed. There's too many players now you have to factor in because one of those players on any given night can go – can you know, just light up on fire. So it's going to be very difficult for Spolcher to be able to formulate a game plan that's going to, you know – help them defeat the Celtics. I think the, the talent now is just too much to overcome. And let's not even forget Marcus Smart, who is probably the biggest dog on that Boston Celtics team. And he basically, like, he's just a defensive guy. And he's going to be someone that you could throw on to Jimmy Butler and attempt to mitigate, you know, his effect on a game. So it's going to be a very close series and a very hard-fought series. But I have to give the nod to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it would be pretty cool to have a Boston-LA series in the finals. Uh, you know, going back to the 80s, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if it'll happen, but I mean, I, I, I would really, uh, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be good for ratings. I would imagine. Uh, I feel like there's definitely more Celtics fan than Celtics fans than there are Heat fans. So, like, I mean, the ratings, the NBA, I'm sure would would appreciate that. So, uh, you know, I like the Heat. We'll I, I think I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to watch the Miami Heat. And honestly, also, I forgot to say this, guys, but I think that we owe, you know, we gotta give shout outs to just Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker because this is their first. This is the furthest either of them have gotten in the NBA playoffs. You know, this is their first time they were actually in the NBA conference finals. So either one of those players who makes it to the NBA finals, that's going to be really cool. And I also think the biggest loser is Kyrie Irving. He'll be fine next year. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be the one seed next year with KD and uh, Steve Nash. You know, he's not, yeah, worried. We'll he's not worried about this. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he probably doesn't care about yeah. anything. <laughs> Retire in the offseason, anyways. Yeah. Book it. All your money. Kyrie retiring this uh, this offseason. Put all your money on it, Steve. I just called him Steve. Damn. Guys, I just want to say Ball Hogs did not endorse, you know, any kind of Ian Mills, any kind of his, you know, bets or financial investments. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't associate, you know, he, he's allowed to say what he wants to say to you guys, but Ball Hogs does not recommend right the following messages. Yeah, we don't bet. We're not. We're in New York State. It's, we not that, it, it's actually illegal. It's monopoly money, guys. It's monopoly money. All right. <laughs> Ian, what's your best bet you've ever made? My best bet I've ever made. Yeah. Betting on myself. Betting on myself, Sam. That was the best bet I ever made. Okay. I thought. Um, I thought. I thought. It, I thought it was the Sacramento Kings making it to the eighth seed in uh, in the NBA bubble. But oh wait, that didn't happen, right? How did the Bills do? Was that was that about you did last year? The Bills trying to make it to the Super Bowl? Uh, I didn't say, oh, time out, time out. All right, we want to talk about football? We want to talk about football? Let's, let's, do, it, let's football. do it. Let's move on to football, guys. Last, last year, last year, last year, the beginning of the year, no one expected the Bills to do anything. Guess what? They make it to the playoffs. They look pretty good. All right, they get screwed over in the playoffs. Happens. Happens to the best of us, all right? So this year, they get expectations. This year, they're expected to go to the playoffs, win the division. You know what they do week one? 
kill the Jets. They, they, they obliterate the Jets. I'm not worried about this. This You want to talk to Sam, you got to give him credit. Josh well, Allen. They beat the Jets. My guy right he here. He has been leaving, believing in the Bills for his whole life, and now it's finally coming true. It's coming to fruition. It's coming to fruition. The prophecy the prophecy has Imagine spoken. if that happened to us with the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. Imagine, imagine watching the Knicks and be like, wow, that's worthy. All right, so here come next. back. Come back a little bit. We're going to come back to reality for a second. All right, look, Josh Allen, talking to you guys, Josh Allen looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked good. He looked like he could throw the ball. Yeah, he ran. He had a couple fumbles, but he was accurate. He honestly, in my, in my opinion, uh, for week one quarterbacks, he was probably, you know, top five. Maybe we're hovering around that area for week one, which, again, obviously is a small sample size. But he looked very good. He looked patient. Stephon Diggs and him had chemistry. The defense was amazing. Yeah, you're playing the Jets, who don't have a very good offense. But, I mean, you made Sam Darnold, who a lot of people think is actually better than Josh Allen. I disagree with that. But a lot of people have high hopes on Sam Darnold. He looked awful against the Bills defense, even after Matt Milano and Trey Edmonds, uh, their two linebackers, two captains on defense, got injured. So, you know, I, I honestly think I have high expectations. I just need them to stay stay healthy. And when you get fans in those stadiums, there's not a better atmosphere than, well, now it's called the Bill, Bill Stadium. It used to be Ralph Wilson. So I honestly think I have very, very high expectations. I hope that they uh, – I, I would expect they would make the playoffs. I think they're better than the Patriots. Uh, I have no expectations for the Dolphins and Jets unless Tua starts playing or if the Jets end up firing Adam Case. So the division is wide open, and I think the Bills um, – I think the Bills will get there. You know – I think Des is right a little bit. He, he put me in, in a perspective when you brought up the Knicks. I think that, honestly, I'm very happy for you that your investment in the Bills is finally paying off. And that's nice. That's, that's great. And we're not going to even talk about my Knicks. This is the football segment. Now. This is the biggest surprise for me. Um, in terms of um, what are you laughing about? I see you laughing about something. <laughs> the, the audio is crazy. What was that? <laughs> the audio just went crazy. for. Like, I'll fix that. Yeah, okay, my fault. Anyway. Is you still doing it? Yeah, you're good now. You're good now. All right, cool. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that we're good now. I would say my biggest surprise, just to start off, first off, Tom Brady, two interceptions. That was such an underwhelming performance with you know for the Buccaneers. I understand you're going against the New Orleans Saints, and it wasn't like the Bucs had to win, but I just thought that the offense from Tampa Bay could have been a lot better. I know Brady had two interceptions. Gronk only had 11 yards. Mike Evans had like two yards, so – just a very, very upsetting performance by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. But in terms of the biggest surprise, I really think you have to point to that Bears-Lions game. I mean, that was a crazy game and just a crazy comeback by the Chicago Bears. And Major Trubisky, this could be his year finally. Like, if you look into the fourth quarter, hanging into the fourth quarter, um, the Bears were down 23-6. to And they pulled this crazy comeback. It was amazing. I think prior, like, it was – um, basically, during the last four minutes of play, prior to that, they had 13 points overall, the Bears. And then they somehow scored 10 points within a four-minute span. That made absolutely no sense. Trubisky went for 242 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. And honestly, I think that was really crazy. I think that was very surprising. And I think that the Lions have to do a better job of not <laughs> choking, a.k.a. Choke. the Los Angeles Clippers. Don't choke. Don't choke, Detroit Lions. That was my biggest surprise, just because of the magnitude of that comeback. I did not see that comeback coming. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it was surprising that 
team that was up 17 points lost in the fourth quarter. That doesn't happen very often. But it was one of those games where it's like, oh, that's cool. But, I like, it doesn't matter because both teams are bad. Uh, the Bears, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, say what you want about him. He's not very good. Uh, he's a system quarterback that developed. He had a pretty good game, though. He had a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game, though. He had a pretty good game against a very bad defense that just, just off lost just lost Darius Lake, sorry, and Jamie Collins was uh, kicked out of the game, probably the best defender. Uh, I mean, those, those games where, yeah, yeah, Mitch Trubisky thrives on a fast-paced offense, which for whatever reason, they don't run, you know, the entire game. It is what it is. So, he he's, he's, he's good, but, you know, he can't – yeah, he'll beat the Lions. He'll beat a team. They'll probably both end – you know, six and ten, like at best. I don't, I don't have high expectations for either of Go them. Back so to the Lions. Yeah, honestly, the Lions. I mean, they they didn't have any expectations going into the season, and then just week one, you're blowing out of the team. It looks good, and then you just you choke, which st- sucks for them. But uh, you know, but to go back to Tom Brady, uh, you know, Mike Evans didn't play the whole game. Uh, you know, was kicked out for punching Marlon Humphrey. Happens not Marlon Humphrey. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, you get kicked out of the game. Yeah, I mean. Brady didn't look great, but I was more concerning that the offensive line was awful. The the Saints defense was insane as always. Um and uh uh yeah, he just wasn't in sync with his with his receivers, which happens, you know. It's it's week one. If you're gonna lose to a team, it makes sense. I mean, the Saints are are probably the, the best team in the NFC right now. So, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's a it's a huge uh it's not for me it's not surprising. I you know, but I get it. You know, they just have to fix those mistakes. And if they don't, yeah, it'll be bad down the season. But I think, you know, a week one loss against one of the best teams in the NFL, not nothing. Yeah, I just think you're Tom Brady. Like, people were saying you're washed. This was the first, very first game of the NFL season, and we all thought you were going to come out strong. And you, it was just such an underwhelming performance. I, I, I wanted to see him win that. And, by the way, the Patriots, his counterpart, you know, Bill Belichick, they won. They won. They took care of business with Cam Newton. So, you know, the Patriots yes, won. The Buccaneers lost. And, you know, I know it's only the first game, but – Again, you're 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 comparing the Dolphins, who are probably top or bottom five worst team in the NFL, and the Saints, top five ten team in the NFL. Like it's it's not comparable. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, uh, it's not. You know, I I don't think like Tom Brady's not losing his sleep over the fact that the Patriots beat the Dolphins. Tom Brady beat the Dolphins about fifty times in his career already, so I don't think he's worried about that. And I hate Tom Brady. I think I honestly hate the guy, but I hate to defend him too. But, you know. He's getting too much hate right now. I don't know why. It's yeah. one game. Right? Yeah, it's literally one game with with, I guess. This, with a new team, new scheme. He'll be fine. I just want I want him to respond a little bit. I want I, I want to see a little grit. It's only the first game, I guess. So, and I, obviously Gronk is coming out of retirement, so obviously he's bound to be a little rusty. I just thought it would have been a little closer of a game. That would have been cool. And like you said, I don't think he's losing sleep over the Patriots beating the Dolphins. Um, I'm definitely losing sleep over the Knicks all the time. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know why. I think one of you guys brought the Knicks up before, and that made me upset. But yeah, every Knicks lose, I sleep bad. Yeah. Bad. I slept bad a lot. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys joining in, watching us once again. And I just want to say this too. I want to say also back to the Clippers and Nuggets segment, just real quick. I just want to include a quick, you know, little um, prediction. Um, and now I'm. Blanking it out on that prediction, so I can't even say it now. Yes, I got it. So this is the biggest game for the Clippers. If they win this game against the Nuggets, the Clippers, I'm guaranteeing they will win the NBA title. If they lose, they're out. That's it. They need to well, win this lose, game yeah, to win out. the title. 
But if they win this game, they're good. They're winning the title no matter what, is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is they're not losing to the Lakers. They're not losing to the Celtics. They're not losing to the Heat. But if they lose, they're going to lose tonight. All right, guys. Make sure you follow the Instagram, Ballhawks Instagram, BT, Ballhawks at BTV6. And we'll see you guys next time. All right, see you, Sam.